0: Welcome to the Poetry Society of Texas podcast. I'm Terry Jude Miller, your host for this episode. Tonight our guest is Beth Honeycut, as a founding member and active president, past president of the Denton Poets Assembly. Beth Honeycutt has poetry in several Texas publications. In her chapbook of poetry, Finding Direction, as well as through her mixed genre book, Echoes from the Stars, a 2018 first place winner in the spiritual category awarded by the Association of Texas Authors. Alberto Violdo, PhD, bestselling author of Shaman, Healer, Sage and One Spirit Medicine, Rites of Echoes from the Stars, as a well-crafted blend of journeys that take you deeply into process and discovery and imaginative poetry. Welcome, Beth.
1: Thank you, Terry. I am delighted to be here.
0: It's going to be wonderful to chat with you about poetry. Where did you get your inspiration for your winning poem for the 2019 Poetry Society of Texas contest you won?
1: Well, as with the majority, actually, of my poetry, I do take my inspiration from things I experience. Though not every poem is a true experience. So for this poem, I was actually part of what I was doing. I was driving one evening, and there was a horrendous rainstorm. And I began to imagine, as I put my hand against the glass, and I could kind of see the steam and the fog around my fingers on the window, I also began to imagine what it would be like if my car were to fill up with water instead of the rain on the outside, but it was raining on the inside. And from there, I kind of went with the idea of loss, and I just kind of allowed some of these ideas to unfold and gel together. So... The poem then became a blend of some personal experience, as well as what I believe may be part of a collective experience. And through it all, it addresses loss and how we move through that loss with changed lives.
0: Well, I can't wait to see it in the anthology. Unfortunately, you can't read that poem for us today because it hasn't been published yet. But could you honor us by reading a poem from Echoes from the Stars?
1: I would love to. Thank you so much for asking. This poem is titled Dancing in Starlight. Sit here on the porch with me as we dip our toes into the star-studded stillness of rain-damped grass. Listen to the wind chimes in the still humid evening and remember they move even as we do not. Let's wade in the vapors of the pool of creation and swim into the swirling until, called by the signature of a star whose light reverberates against our shining. We may discover that unbounded awareness, the essence of star, of light, of being, greeted and expressing gratitude for all things. Notice how it sends us forth again and again, and how our feet remember to dance among the stars.
0: Oh, isn't that wonderful? That's just a beautiful poem. Thank you so much for Thank reading you. it to us. Some things that pointed, that stood out for me were rain dance, grass, and signature of a star. And then your use of repetition—just mm. excellent, just uh, excellent. Thank you. Uh, did you write your PST winning poem, especially for the competition, or did the poem have some other origin?
1: Well, it was submitted especially for the competition, but it was not really written for the competition. I write really for personal expression and am aware of the power of, of the poet's pen in also picking up on experiences of a greater number of people, as I mentioned before, and who among us has failed to experience loss, whether a beloved family member or a loved pet.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What poetic form did you use for the poem?
1: I used free verse and I do write most of my poetry in free verse. For me, free verse allows my own need for that fluid expression and I love juxtaposing words that one might not normally put together. So it's it's fun for me then to feel that extra freedom with using free verse, but Thanks to my experiences through the Denton Poets Assembly, which is a chapter of the Poetry Society of Texas, and a lot of the monthly pointers that our friend J. Paul Holcomb shared over the last 10 years, I sometimes really do appreciate the boundaries and expectations of writing in form, but that would be primarily for a contest or for something specific. I do find myself falling back and just writing in free verse the majority of the time.
0: You know, i get what you're saying. I've struggled uh, all my poetic life to write a villanelle and have s- <laughs> still not successfully written a villanelle. And I'm horrible at rhyming. I'm horrible at rhyming. So you I know, get what you're saying about free verse.
1: Yes. I think the challenge with rhyming is not to become too, too useful or infantile with it. You can still rhyme, but you have to have some of those wrapping sentences and really be able to catch the listener's ear, as well as the visual eye when someone is reading it. Right. Form does have challenges.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So why is poetry important to everyone today?
1: Oh, poetry allows everyone to have a voice. It's a form of expression where the speaker or the writer is encouraged to narrow or focus their thoughts into succinct and meaningful words and phrases. I think there's a place for all forms of writing, of course, whether you're talking novels and short stories or term papers and even work manuals and texts. But poetry often allows people to express themselves in ways in which a greater number of people can kind of nod their heads yes. Whether the poet is talking about life and death or love and politics. There can be that sense of camaraderie that speaks across boundaries of, well, self-made boundaries, whether it's of age or race or politics. It can be a universal poem when one writes.
0: I know what you mean. One poet that I I greatly admire is Dr. John Gorman. And one day I, I read a poem in which he was sitting as a listener sitting in the audience my mantra poem and when i'd finished he let out a gasp and to me that was just worth you know that was just worth all of the accolades i could have ever won was to receive that sort of validation what what's your advice to new poets about finding poem ideas and writing etc
1: well i recommend new poets practice their writing Now, our friend Nathan Brown has written a poem a day for probably 17 years. And while that really sounded fascinating, I did try that for a couple of weeks. Mm. (laughs) So I know that's not for me. But the practice of writing makes a world of difference for a new poet, as well as an experienced poet, because then there is the rewriting. You don't typically have your final poem on the first writing. Mm -hmm. So I think we all have to learn that it's okay to delete what we often call our darling words and phrases or Mm -hmm. perhaps save them for another page or another poem. Mm -hmm. That's sometimes a hard lesson for a younger writer who puts something down on paper and they can't let it go after that. So So, it's a process.
0: (laughs) So do you have to have a thick skin to hear a critique about your poetry?
1: No, but I do think it depends on the kind of critique you're talking about. There are some members or or individuals who might be a lot more negative in their critiquing of any author's writing, Mm -hmm. whereas you can find critique members who will critique you, but will do it in a way that supports your writing Mm -hmm. and points out weaknesses or strengths that you can then rely on and learn from. And I think that's what makes the difference.
0: So do you think it's important for poets to participate in a poetry community like the Denton Society and, and the Poetry Society of Texas?
1: Oh, absolutely, yes. Being in a community like PST or DPA allows a poet, no matter how experienced they are, that opportunity to experience and learn how to, number one, how to read their own poetry, how to listen to and apply critique. And I think it creates an environment which always challenges us as poets Mm -hmm. to become better writers and not just to rest on any accomplishments, but there are always new ideas and new forms of expression, maybe new words to pair together and new ears to hear us when we write and when we speak. Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I know that many people are beginning to question. Why can't they be poets too? And the answer simply is, there's nothing that's keeping you from doing it. There's nothing. (laughs) All you have to do is write. Write every day, read every day. Yes. Um, So do you have any techniques for editing or or revising your poems?
1: Well, I am a member of a small critique group and there are four of us that, J. Paul Holcomb was one of our group and The four of us though had been meeting together for probably about 10 years and we we still do. We, We have a new member now, but we meet together on Tuesdays at lunch over at one of the local pubs here in Denton. And we sit and we each get 10 to 15 minutes to go around, read our poem, have it critiqued by the other writers. And to me, that is absolutely essential. It makes me, number one, it makes me write all the time. It makes me share my poems by reading them out loud to a group of other poets whose comments I value. And I do, I take their comments and suggestions. I work with editing what they have said and sometimes I might strengthen an idea which didn't come across clearly. But having that critique group, which for me has been a small group of peers, Providing another set of eyes and ears, reading my work out loud helps me with moving into that editing time and and revising.
0: Well, that's good to hear about your process. I know that our our listeners will benefit from that information. Would you prefer to read or listen to poetry?
1: (laughs) Well, I really enjoy both. If I were pressed, I would probably prefer to listen to a good reader but if I really want to internalize a phrase or if I want to mull over the meaning of a stropy, I actually prefer having it in hard copy to continually return to. Now I do participate sometimes in the kitchen sink, which is a local open mic reading here in Denton. And I love that chance, not only to participate by reading, but by being able to listen to the poems and the poets who share in that experience. So It's hard for me to say which one I really prefer all the time because I do like um, and learn from both.
0: Mm -hmm. I know that sometimes like monthly I get poetry magazine and they have a podcast and Mm -hmm. they will feature three or four of the poets from that publication each month. And they'll read their poems. And I'll think, you know, when I read this poem, I had a different emotion going into it. And when I heard them read it, I experienced a different emotion. So I get what you're saying about, you know, being able to draw value from both reading and hearing the reader. So tell us a little bit about what you're working on now.
1: Well, I am working with poetry for looking at different, at entering different poetry chapbook contests. So I'm working on that, but I also have a completed manuscript that is looking for an agent. And that means that I'm gathering and sending out emails galore to try Mm -hmm. to make the connections as I'm searching. I really hadn't realized what an effort it is Mm -hmm. to send out individual queries and it does take a good amount of time. So this manuscript though, is about how we how we often check out of life when things happen Mm -hmm. that leave us feeling alone or emotionally afraid or like we're left in the dark as if we're divorced from our sense of who we are. And so I love having the opportunity to keep up with my weekly poetry with my critique group. And I've got this manuscript now too, that I'm really excited about getting out into the world.
0: That's wonderful. i very certain it will be published and I can't wait to read it oh. when it comes out
1: thank you very much
0: Beth thanks for being our guest tonight
1: you are very welcome this has been fun
0: oh good <laughs> tell your friends then tell your friends I this is, This has been a Poetry Society of Texas podcast featuring Beth Honeycutt Visit the website at PoetrySocietyOfTexas.org. The podcast producer is me, Terry Jude Miller. Music provided by Ed and Mim Frita. Technical editing by J. Darrell Kirkley. Visit again for another episode of the Poetry Society of Texas podcast.